That was the sound of winning a state championship. Welcome to Even Field, the sports podcast that puts women first. I'm Josie, and I'm back with Z. How are you, Z? Oh, just fantastic, yeah. as always. Yeah, so we had six teams crowned champions uh, this past weekend. We want to highlight a couple of those real quick. Uh, first up, North Bend, four state titles in a row. Unreal, man. Like, every year you played high school basketball, you walked off with a trophy absolutely unreal and you know we thought we were going to get that north bend bridgeport matchup we didn't yeah bridgeport got upset in the semis (laughs) and then north bend just held court and you know the emmanuel sisters a massive part of that caitlin especially and you know i love this here's a comment from caitlin actually after they won their state championship it's just been it's so surreal like a lot of people just beg to get this chance once and i've been blessed enough to have it four times so i think just giving all glory to god and it's been amazing uh in talking about just immense pressure on a senior class uh millard south four starting seniors opponents call three of them (laughs) the big three (laughs) finally getting that state title for them you know you talk about pressure man that's unreal because the start of the season everyone's going well, this class pull it off. They got upset last year by a hell of a Lincoln Southwest team, and of course Kennedy Williams. This year, they beat that team in the first round. They win a state title, get all the pressure off the back, and just a, a really cool thing. That's one of the most aggressive basketball teams you will ever watch play. They got in foul trouble because of it, but man, they play the game so damn aggressive, and I love it. And you know, afterwards, we heard from Clo uh, Lemon when the uh, Patriots had won their state title. Oh, I was definitely playing for my team. I knew that this was going to be the last time that we ever got to step on the court with each other, and we just wanted to make it count. We played well and shared the ball offensively, and on the defensive end, we got a lot of stops, and it wasn't easy, but we got the job done. And of course, you can't not talk about the state tournament without talking about Britt Prince, went off for 26 points in the state final, got hurt again in the state final, came back, just crazy. It says something, you know, when our weekends can get really crazy, but I had a, a memory alert set on my phone for the Class B game to watch on TV because we were so excited about that North Scott game. First half was as good of a high school basketball game as you'll watch. It was so fast-paced. It was crazy. Imagine three for three with each other. Just absolutely phenomenal athletes on the floor. And then, like you said, it slowed down a bit in the second half. Britt irritated her foot just a little bit, but unbelievable to watch to watch that kid play and you know what two days later she was named the Gatorade player of the year for Nebraska yes I mean what are we talking here number 10 player in the country right according to ESPN more college offers than I can count I think it's up to 35 at this point that sounds correct in my head unreal unreal and we're maybe they're kind of teasing it aren't they that we're going to hear that decision probably sometime soon yeah no that should be coming But unreal, Josie, three years of existence for that high school, three state titles, and she's a junior. There's one more left. Uh, You know, you kind of heard what it meant to Britt afterwards in the uh, press conference. I think just the group that we did it with, I mean, we we stuck together since the beginning. Um, We started out with a loss to Scott, like you guys said, but um, I think we really came together this season, and um, we fought really hard, worked together. we're a really close group this year, and um, it was just a lot of fun. And obviously the state tournament kept us super busy, but there were also <laughs> our college conferences had their tournaments as well last weekend. Um, Creighton in particular, 
a little up and down, I'd say. Stressful. You yeah. want to watch two stressful basketball games? Yeah, the Seton Hall game, I think they'll tell you straight up, they played like crap in the middle quarters, and they know it. That third the third quarters are not – same with Villanova. Their third quarter was not good. Right, you know, and Seton Hall, Park Lane, unbelievable guard for, for Seton Hall. Everything she could do right, she did, and, you know, it was tough. And Creighton, you know, my only concern with Creighton is when the three-pointers aren't falling at times, they lose their offensive identity sometimes. No, that's what happened in the third quarter. They went 0 for 5. <laughs> and it, it didn't look good. I was sitting there doing the thing where I want to start turning channels because I get too nervous watching games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, huge shout-out Emma Rozic. She saved that team. She absolutely oh, saved yeah. that team against Seton Hall. Yeah. Um, Lauren Jensen had a game against Villanova as well. Uh, couldn't pull it out at the end, though. <laughs> and I love the start of the Nova game, though, too. You know, Molly Mogensen, Jack's three, two three-pointers. Eileen, shout-out to Eileen, who's on this show. We were actually <laughs> sitting with her family on her last day in Omaha at the uh, session room downtown watching the women's game, screaming and cursing at the TV and cursing, uh, m- you know, Gilchrist's name every time she touched the ball for Villanova. What a hell of a player. <laughs> what an absolutely phenomenal player. No, just just crazy. Like, I... But, you know... Upsetting I- to lose that one. That would have been... And they played well, you know, and there was that call at the end, you know, it's kind of Villanova. You talk about stressful, like the day before Nova gets past DePaul on a last second foul call, hits shots at the line to win the game, literally. And then Creighton, we get the flagrant one called and (laughs) Creighton had a chance to tie and win that game late. Villanova survives and they fall to UConn on basically a glorified home game for the Huskies the next day. But yeah, how is that allowed to be played in, in like, I think it comes with stature. I know technically it was at a casino, and I'm sure it was very fun to cover that tournament. But <laughs> <laughs> but in reality, it is, you know, there, there there's a lot to be in the Queens, to be in the big dogs for that many years that comes with privilege. And, you know, I think that's why UConn gets that. But, you know, hey, Creighton fought well. I feel good about Creighton going into the NCAA tournament. I thought, you know, they lo- they love the Seton Hall game back, but they fought their ass off against a team that I think will be a top three or four seed in their bracket in their own right in Villanova. I totally agree. They're sitting at 18 in the NET. Um, <laughs> the bracketology's been all over the place. I found places that had them at seven and five. I think you found one that was at six. Right. Highest six is seven. Can I also just go on a quick rant? Yeah, absolutely. You, you go try to search bracketology for the women's tournament, and like it's like uncovering a freaking math puzzle, like you some find, secret thing. You find websites that look like they were built in like 1998. Right. You know, there's like 790 men's bracketologies. Like, you know, my every, you know, every family member has a goddamn bracketology site. But you go try to find the women's one, and it just, it does, it pisses you off. Yeah, you know, we talk. That's why this show exists, right? <laughs> Is to because we do need to even a field to make it beyond that. But yeah, anywhere from a six to a seven is what you see. Mm-hmm. To which you know, if we go straight NET, right? If they just took the NET rankings and chucked them on a bracket, five, be a five. they're five seed, right? And I think they could be anywhere in that. And all I can tell you is, you know, if you are a seven. You know, good luck to the number two seed that gets them chucked in your bracket. They're, I've seen them in Maryland, Utah. So yeah, look Utah, out. Salt Lake City. I saw that, and God forbid, I don't think the committee would do this unless they're real stupid. I don't want to see them as an eight nine, and I guarantee you, some number one seed out there damn sure doesn't want to see Creighton <laughs> as an eight or nine on the opposite side of their bracket. I mean, UConn might be okay with it. Yeah, it wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't happen because they're in the same conference. But yeah, I mean, I don't think after you know this team last year 
fought the champs. They played the champs, you know, for a trip to the Final Four. They'll yeah. fear no one. But I, if I was a coach of a you know a two seed or a one seed, yeah, I'm pissed <laughs> if I see Creighton in my bracket. I would be I would be so mad. And you would just what would you do? You just sit there, cross your fingers that they wouldn't hit three pointers. <laughs> and that's just it because they they are they're a deadly team. If they are on from three point range and their cuts to the basket and their aggressiveness is working, yeah, have fun. Have fun with that team. Yeah. Speaking of having fun, I'll be having fun Sunday night. I'll oh. be out at the bracket show at it's lovely Sokol Arena. Come down there. The men's shows beforehand. And then if you're a decent human being, you will stay in your seat and for the women's. Yeah, thank you. Stay in your seat for the women's bracket show. So we'll hear from Coach Flannery, players, and it's kind of like Christmas sometimes, isn't it? We get to unwrap the bracket. Yeah. And sp- it should be a good time. I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't be. They should be. I mean, seven seats good. No, you feel great. You know you're in. It's just a fun show to watch when you know you're in. It's the ones you cover over the years where you don't know if they're getting in. Those are uncomfortable, but... Yeah, that's going to be the case for, I think, uh, Nebraska, although I think we can pretty safely say they are yeah, you not know, in it's, there it's, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately deal with the Huskers, unfortunately, and there's just no reason. And we've already seen a few upsets in other conference tournaments. You know, I think what Charlie Cream has them in the next four out, not just the first four out, the next four out. Yeah, so number six. You would have to have a perfect bracket. Like, nobody gets upset. We've already had one. Uh, Portland took out Gonzaga, yeah. and Gonzaga's still getting in. They're, they're a ranked team. So I, I just don't see it in the cards for the Huskers. You know, I think we're probably looking WNIT for uh, Amy Williams and company. But, I mean, Amy Williams has been very successful in the WNIT. So As you pointed out earlier this week, yeah, won the damn thing. Won the thing in South yeah. Dakota. I went to South Dakota, which is why I'm super familiar with that. But, like, yeah, I, I mean, th- there's no – I mean, it's not the NCAA, but, like, is there shame being in the WNIT? I don't think so. You no, and when you're, de- when you're developing a program, it's more practice. It's more games. It's like a bowl game in football. You need that stuff. And, plus, you know, play with pride and finish. I mean, that's a big thing about it. I mean, you don't want to, as a kid, you don't want to walk off the floor your last time with that bad taste in your mouth. So, Especially that Michigan State game. Oh, My man. God. I mean, yeah, we've, we've cursed about that at, at nauseum. <laughs> to paraphrase Sam, it was the most frustrating game of basketball <laughs> It was the most watch. frustrating game. So, yeah, so, you know, I hope Nebraska does go to the WNIT. Go end the season on a positive note. I know it's not where you wanted to be, but, hey, man, you know, this state will support anything, so go play. Yeah, they'll read it. They'll read those stories. They'll watch the videos. And speaking of videos and podcasts, we will be back with you before we get into some more stuff. We're going to be back with them, aren't they? Monday. We're going to do a bracket breakdown show. Yep. Should be a good time. Absolutely. We'll get into the nerd side of it. We'll see where Creighton's at. We'll discuss wherever Nebraska may fall as well. But should be fun. It's always a fun weekend. Selection Sunday, probably one of my favorite days of the year just because it's, you know, it's great. Until the next day where, like, I have to hide myself in my office because all I'm going to hear from my coworkers, some of which haven't spoke to me in seven months, but I'll hear from them 93 times about, well, my bracket's this and I filled it out and did this. Like, you you just pretty soon, you kind of want to start throwing chairs at people. It gets worse for the men's. Oh, it's horrible. Just absolutely horrible. Like people just become, you just, you see them, you walk in the office and you like do the thing where they're like, oh no, my noise canceling headphones are on. I couldn't hear you. My favorite part is the people that are like, I just picked the top seed the whole way. And you're like, you just know they're going to do really well. Right, so, <laughs> and so they my, haven't watched the so, game of basketball in so a month. In the Down with the years. Patriarchy segment of this show, here's my challenge to everyone this year. Anytime someone walks up to you and they're like, yeah, I got so-and-so going all the way in my bracket. You know damn well they're talking about the men's bracket, right? My challenge to all of you is, oh, that's cool. Who do you got winning the women's bracket? No, but more question. Be like, oh, so, like, you're talking about the women's bracket, right? right. Just assume. Yeah. yeah, and if they don't say anything about the women's bracket, shame them. Publicly shame them. 
Uh, so, hey, you know what? If we're going to have a show called Even Field, we need to have a little anarchy. That's what we're here for, right? <laughs> anyway, we'll be back with you on Monday. Full bracket breakdown, going to kick ass. But I think that's probably enough on the basketball fronts, right? Yeah, no, softball. We definitely need to talk about Nebraska softball. Big big win what did we say last week Josie we're like you got a chance to go out to Arizona take care of business on some lower games and then maybe pop a ranked team and they sure did I'd say 10 to 3 is popping a ranked team yeah no um Courtney Wallace pitching four homers I think it's four one of those was a two run like that's a good yeah you you talk about resume builder you pop the number 16 team on their home field in Arizona is as storied of a program as there is in college softball. Love it. You know, if you saw the clip on social media and you follow the Husker account, which I'm sure you do, or why the hell would you be listening to the show? I love what Rhonda Ravel said after that game. You know, if you look at the quote, she was in tears and she said they were happy tears, but she essentially sat there and she talked about the fact that this is what's addicting. Winning is addictive. This is why you play the game. I love that dude. Like I, you know, we know Rhonda has been through a lot, of, a lot of stuff the last few years. Oh yeah. And yeah. you know, to come back from that, be an NCAA tournament last year and then play well this year. And uh, guess what, Josie? They're going to get another shot at a ranked team this weekend. Didn't quite expect this, did we? (laughs) Do you mean we didn't expect Wichita State to be ranked? Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting at. (laughs) Yeah, no, two games against Wichita State, uh, two against Missouri State coming up. I don't know a whole lot about Wichita State. You know, and I don't mean to talk talk crap on the Shockers. They are a good program. They are an NCAA tournament team. About they've, especially recently, they were in the Oregon Regional last year. They've been done Norman a few times. Played OU in regionals. They're a tough team. I just think if I, you know, this is why you listen to the show is to hear me gripe about softball rankings in uh, March. Um, if you look at the resumes, it's not close. They've not played anyone yet. They, they really haven't. And they got a hell of a record. Don't get me wrong, right? I mean, they're, they're setting their <laughs> They've only lost three softball games. So it's, you know, 16 and three is a hell of a record. They're ranked number 23 in the 85 different softball polls that we looked at this week. Yeah, could there just be a consensus one? Yeah, thank you. You know, but here's the deal. We don't care, right? Nebraska doesn't care. You no. play them twice this weekend in which to hopefully knock on the whatever this desk is made out of. The weather doesn't screw it up. But... You get a chance at two wins over a ranked team this weekend. That's a gift as far as I'm concerned because we didn't think they were going to get a ranked team this weekend. Yeah, and on the weather side, I mean, they just moved the Creighton baseball game to Kansas, so I'm assuming <laughs> so, the weather's going so to be okay. Hopefully the rest of the Sunflower State is a goal for uh, college sports this weekend. <laughs> have to see, but I'm... Somebody tells me that their forecast is a lot nicer than Omaha's at this point. But key, key, th- key series against wichita state in those two games because those are resume builders because like we said the opportunities get thinner as you get into the big 10 conference schedule so you know hey big big weekend big weekend for nebraska and there's no way they're afraid of that competition i mean (laughs) look at what they did at clearwater yeah look who they played Uh, already come on they beat like texas a&m which was receiving votes right i mean they just beat arizona no so and it's nothing against wichita state they've there and what i love about wichita state they're true pitching staff they run three pitchers out there. If you look at their records, they almost treat it like a you know a regular rotation pitching staff. So, mm-hmm. hey, they're good. I'm not talking trash on them. And like I said, I think it's just a fortuitous bounce of luck for Nebraska. You can go down there and take care of business and get two more ranked wins. That is a gift to your RPI you know, before you get into some lesser competition and then eventually into the Big Ten. And the Huskers have all the momentum, all the momentum behind them. So. Hey, man, we like it. We like the time of year when the spring sports are doing well because it gives us something awesome to talk about. So we're all for it. True that.
Speaking of all four stuff, dude, we got some other stuff they need to listen to as well across our magical OWH family. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about the other podcast? You want me to? I can. <laughs> I will. We have Pick 6, which talks about Nebraska sports. That is typically with Sam McEwen, mm-hmm. Tom Chattel, and Evan Bland now. Yeah. Um, super great podcast. Definitely should check that one out if you haven't. And we also have Half Court Press, um, which talks about Nebraska and Creighton basketball uh, I, on the men's side. I call it Joel and Friends. Yeah, Joel and Friends. <laughs> uh, I think the current iteration is Joel and Sam. Had a little had a little Joel and Tommy Shotgun, Tommy Chattel right. this week. So yeah, all kinds of magical stuff to listen to, you know, wherever you find Evenfield, whether it be Spotify, podcast, Apple's, you know, Carrier Pigeon, if they carry podcasts, I don't know. But either way, listen to that stuff, man. Uh, We love our little family and we have what I think is the best sports coverage in the business, especially when it comes to Nebraska athletics. I would agree. Now I'm a little stuck on like what a Carrier Pigeon say the podcast. Nobody steal that idea, damn it. (laughs) I have that copyrighted. A Carrier Pigeon podcast system. That's going to be stuck in my head for a hot minute. But thank you for listening to Even Field. I'm going to sign off now. I'm Josie. I'm Z. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) 